going into my basketball. Every time I rock, man, this is how we rap around. Peace to my man. Now we got the camera out. Every time I spit it, cross over the All right, hello everyone. This is Josh, also known as Yashu, and you're tuning into episode uh, 32 of the TLOI Talks uh, podcast. Today we have a very special guest uh, here today in the building. I've known him uh, since my time in university, just from our interactions, and now recently he runs his own uh, media platform and talks more so on business, finance, and other stuff too. We have Shane Mack of the Daily Dose uh, Media Podcast and platform. How are you doing today, man? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. You know, it's uh, been good so far. I mean, we knew each other like since uh, university and all that uh, for the past couple of years, uh, back in like 2017, 2018. And, you know, I just know that, you know, you have like a lot of like intelligence uh, with what you're doing on right now and seeing what you have uh, on uh, your platform to speak more on business and finance. It's like very interesting to hear too, like for your sessions and for everything else too. And, you know, to speak more on it, uh, tell the audience a bit more about yourself in that sense. Um, so, yeah, like you said, um, I've known you since university, UIT days. Uh, we go back, <laughs> go way back. So, um, yeah, man, just uh, working hard to kind of inform uh, the people, uh, mostly our community, people who are underinformed about social media and finance, uh, just being able to figure out different ways to build passive income, uh, invest in yourself. Uh, inspirational media that's kind of what daily dose media is about so just getting information out there uh, educating and informing so that's kind of one of our basic structures what we focus on over here so we like to kind of promote that and ensure people are educated and kind of understand what we're about to right so uh, in term in addition to that we also focus on marketing and media so that's another side of um, the education and inspiration part too it's like we also focus on getting the information out there in a certain way so that's also part of the, the platform too almost definitely and um to speak uh more about it um tell like the audience like a bit more on like you know growing up like where did you like, on where you grew up and the environment like for you growing up as well as like a childhood would you say it was like a very good experience uh growing up or would it be different yeah, yeah. um i actually come from i'm from scarborough so um, in the East End, uh, Green Bray to be exact. So growing up there, it's a little different. Um, not different from other uh, other um, neighborhoods around, you know, but different from um, other communities outside of that. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, being brought up around like-minded individuals who are thinking could be similar to how I'm thinking or just different perspective. Everybody just has different perspectives on childhood. It was good. We had a lot of things to do. Manhunt, you know, we're always doing certain things outside. Um, it's not like today's uh, childhood, honestly. Like everybody's mostly inside, more attached to social media and things like that. But we were outside, so. No, nah, 100% too. Yeah. Very um, <laughs> And just like even like with those environments, uh, like growing up, because like back then, like in the 90s, 2000s, uh, early 2010s, it was just like more so having fun being outside and, you know, just even enjoying like life in that aspect, too. So even uh, during that time until like young adulthood, uh, what were you uh, like uh, growing up? 
Yeah, I was very like, I was very athletic. Like we're always on some type of team, um, always team building with my my people. Um, that aspect is really important. So I was always like that. I always like to join different groups and learn, hear different things, travel. Um, so yeah, just being diff in different places when I was young. Always like oh. to do that. I was always interested in music and media as well. Like when I was younger in um, J.S. Woodsworth, our middle school, I was actually on the media team too. So I was like very good with the media, always in assemblies, taking photos, the best photos of everything. Even in my childhood, I always have a camera. So right now yeah, I'm working no. on the back side, you know, but yeah, media is, definitely plays a big role in my life. No, uh, 100%. I definitely agree, too. And, like, you know, I understand, like, the idea of, like, reading, running a media platform and, you know, educating people, like, on certain topics, too. So, you know, getting back onto, like, Daily Dosa Media in that sense, too, like, what inspired you to run that platform and immerse yourself within, like, the finance and self-help uh, sector in that sense? Um, like I said, like, there's not too many Black media platforms out there promoting the things that I promote, the inspirational content that I promote, the things, knowledge, like, you know, the, the financial aspect, like certain things that people don't really know about, like, especially investing. Like, it's so key. Like, shout out Earn Your Leisure because I was recent, recently um, at an event they had, right? Um, and it was very inspirational, very centered around the same type of thing that I'm doing as well. So they're one of the people that play a big role in that too so yeah most definitely and you know to speak uh furthermore about that whole like event that happened uh, in toronto how was it like uh, meeting uh, rashad and troy and like 19 keys and you know even uh, within that experience uh too what was it like you know just like going inside the venue like sitting down and like hearing them like live uh for the first time as opposed to like seeing them through like a screen like in that sense too was it like a life-changing experience you know just like even being in their presence in that sense yeah definitely like even when i was there like i it was like i recorded but i would try not to record as much because it was just like i'm in immersed in a moment you know like it's just one of those times where you don't really have to be pulling out your phone too much but i did of course to kind of capture some of the moments but it's like certain points were just like you had to be there to experience that feeling the platform the being around all these young black um, creators and um, entrepreneurs who are kind of on the same level. So it's like level of um, high level thinking, which is kind of what 19 keys is on. Um, the whole network is on. So it's definitely good to get them out in Toronto to get that perspective out to all the young black um, entrepreneurs out here doing their thing and and um, just trying to keep us all motivated, giving us the skills, gave us a lot of great tools we could utilize in our businesses. And, um, yeah, man, so much keys, so much keys. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, like, even like when you met them in that sense too, like, did they give you like any advice uh, to yourself and all that on like your goals and like your ambitions in that sense too? Um, like when you met them? Yeah, they gave me a couple tips. Um, what tips, you know, but that's for me to <laughs> you know that's good yeah. yeah but definitely not they were they're super um uh dope people to be around um got some flicks um we got to chop it up for a little bit and um kind of met some other um 
other big content creators and stuff like that in Toronto um, that were at the event too. So it was like, we were able to get that, um, build that connection from there too. Like we're seeing in these spaces. So you're able to see those other spaces too and interact. So got a lot of good game from a lot of good um, people. M5 um, Developments was there. Um, being sold. These guys are off doing some some crazy things in real estate and uh, just investing that way. So it was also another gentleman from um, Nigeria, I believe. And he actually started with one building at Yorkdale and then just kept building his portfolio from there with real estate. So that was also good to see as well. So yeah. they just brought out a lot of great, great things from that event. No, I'm right. definitely... Yeah, and no, I definitely like see like the growth and ambition that people like have like when they come to these events too, because it's more so being like driven to like what they wanted to do in that in that sense too. And although like your main focus right now is on finance, on business, and in media, initially you were studying criminology alongside with me at a UIT too. So was that like the initial goal or idea that you wanted to do, like in terms of like a career or job or? did you had like other like aspects like at that time too that you know you were just like kind of like building in that sense um in addition to the criminology i also did a bilingual um political science degree as well so this all goes into what my career focus is which is working in um the policy side of um government and within what i'm doing but within my business company this is my media run business platform, what I'm doing. So those are two separate entities. Like that's what my career focus is. And then I got a business side, what, what I'm doing. So what, what ultimately will happen is both of these things flow into each other because knowing all this information about criminology, about political science, all these type of things is so key in terms of media as well, because you need to know how to analyze these things and, with the perspective I have, it's 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 very it's easier to analyze and understand this information. So they all play hand in hand. So yeah, most definitely. Acquiring these knowledge transfers into everything that I'm doing. So the career aspect stays the same, and the business aspect is able to continue to thrive based on what I'm doing. No, a hundred percent. And you know, I definitely like see it like in that sense too, you know. And you know, with running a media platform, there's like a, a lot of like pros and cons of like running with it, you know. It's just like with timing, you know, being in, fully invested into it, you know, putting like whatever like amount or worth to it, like on the platform in terms of creating content, putting money into creating like a lot of stuff too, in that sense too. So in your experience, how's it like uh, running like daily dose uh, media and creating opportunities? and content for others to engage in, do you feel that it's important for people to understand uh, what's going on in finance and in the world of business? Like I've known that, I know that you already like mentioned it like uh, before too, uh, but do you feel like in that sense too, there is like as much importance as it should be uh, nowadays? Um, in terms of importance, I think there could be a little bit more importance on it. Like even in schools, like we talk about how they should have those type of key things about financial literacy in schools to kind of make that a little easier of a transition for kids or high school kids coming out of school to know about finances before getting a credit card or being offered things like that especially in those years of like college university and it's so important so in that term it's it i don't see 
them shining a light because they obviously want people to be stuck in that system, right? So it's like you have to find that importance. So that's where finding pages like Daily Dose Media, finding stuff like um, uh, EYL, finding stuff like 19, finding stuff like um, Ash Cash, um, Sleep is for Suckers, uh, David Shans, like just finding this information so you can grow yourself, right? So really key. The importance is what you place on it, right? Like if you want to know about financial literacy, you'll go find the information, right? So the importance lies on yourself. Yeah, no, most definitely. And in terms of like uh, inspiration in that sense too, who would you consider like your inspirations in your own uh, journey to starting off in like finance and like teaching others about like finance uh, too in that sense? Did you say there was like a handful like of inspirations or did you feel like you're more in- influenced by like your own like workings in that sense? Um, just everything. Like I've always wanted to know about uh, finances. I've always been interested since my uh, mom gave me my first debit card. You know, I've always been interested. Like um, I went and found out about TFSAs, mutual funds. I've always been like invested. So later on, it's become so important. So I'm like, I need to kind of show the rest of my friends, my community, my little group about this first so we can all kind of be on the same page and understand finances. So that's kind of where it started for me. But yeah, I feel like um, everybody has their own type of financial focus and where they get it from. Mine was kind of just acquired through getting financed by my parents and then able to go through the flow with getting jobs building up my finances and putting things certain places to watch it grow and then seeing okay this grew overnight without me even doing anything so that's where the big the big part come came in i'm like if you have a certain amount of funds you wouldn't even need to go to work right so yeah no most definitely and um you know even like in that sense too um you know like a lot of media platforms like they'll start off in like certain aspects so they'll start off small by creating like ig pages or creating like reels on on like tiktok and everywhere else too so how did you start off like the process first in like daily those uh, media like what were like some steps that you did to kind of spread that awareness into making it bigger on like what the platform is uh today um started out just on instagram page took it from there grew it out um have a Twitter following as well. Took it on YouTube, dropping content on there as well. Um, Daily Dose Network on YouTube. Um, Daily Dose Media on Twitter. And yeah, just growing the content from there because it's inspirational. It's content people want to hear. Um, people need motivation and information. So that's where there's a lack. So I'm like, let me come in and start putting out content daily but the key thing is also so you don't want to put all your time doing social media stuff you get tools that's able to help you automate certain things so you can get them posted and um, you post content for the month have a content calendar or whatever and then you eliminate that time from your schedule so you can go ahead and uh, focus on creating more content for the next month or just improving content and 
just working from there, editing, because we're dropping daily move episodes and stuff like that. So just alleviating time places so you can just put it other places. Yeah, Help. no, most definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, most definitely. I definitely like agree too on like the amount of content that you have to post. Like even with the timings too. Like I do feel like timing is very important on when to post certain content. So like maybe having it at like one period on one day and then like another period like on the next section of the day too, and like you know limiting the certain posts too because you could post like a lot of content every other day too. But sometimes too, like the traffic can be like very different like at times in that sense. So. Yeah. God plays into it, like um the timing, what you're posting, how what hashtags you're using, how long is the video. Um, Instagram dropped a different thing in their al algorithm now that tracks how long the people are watching it. Like if they're actually watching it the whole way through, then they'll recommend it more. Um, so you gotta keep make sure your content is engaging, interactive, like something that keeps the people in there. So algorithm plays a big part of today's media content level has to be at a certain level right so you can keep getting uh recommended on get multiple views and of such so it's just good to keep putting out content because you never know which what will stick so good content yeah uh, most definitely um i'm gonna share the screen right now to share like some of the topics uh, that we have uh, right here so uh so in uh, one of these uh, things uh, right now, like there's like, you know, usually with uh, chat GPT and all that. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> so so this is like one uh, main issue right now with chat GPT. So this is from like the National Post. So they were, there's like an article that talks more about it this week, the San Francisco-based uh, research laboratory, open AI released G GPT-4, the newest version of a program that allows computers to converse in a human-like way with users. This is like after the, the GPT uh, free uh, recently, and then they're talking about like the whole chat GPT four on the whole idea of the alien robot, you know, that can become a car, but you know, more so like a deep learning model too, just like even with the whole texting uh, situation too. So um, in that uh, sense, uh, right now, how do you uh, feel about uh, chat GPT like at the moment? I've heard a lot about um. This, I actually integrated it as well into certain things uh, within the business. Um, it couldn't be good, but there's like ev everything that's good, there's also some bad things about it as well. Um, the guy who created the chat GBT actually resigned and he said he's scared because it's growing at an extremely uh, fast rate that he didn't uh, intend for it to, but it's it's really growing a lot of people are using it a lot of people are adding information to it to you know expand its own learning so it's just this thing could just keep growing and outgrow us right so it it, it can be scary but it also helps uh, alleviate like the the things that um you can pass off to some uh, an assistant or, or some of some sort so and uh Yeah, AI no, help you, you know, so it 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 kind of takes time away to automate things. Yeah, certainly. Uh, because, yeah. yeah, because like um in uh, the article it says like it's using like GPT four as a predecessor, so like investment companies like Morgan Stanley is using it with management uh, data, and then also Duolingo for practice conversations, 
and also with other uh, companies like Price, uh, Waterhouse, uh, Coopers, you know, to boost productivity among like lawyers and like even with accountants uh, too. So I do feel like it could take over in that sense too. And like I've talked to, about it with other people, like more so on like what it might do with the industry, uh, music industry too. So it is like very interesting to see like where it could go. But do you feel like it could actually take like jobs uh, from other people or do you feel like a human would have to kind of take the job to kind of work on that? I can definitely take people's job. It's already taking jobs like art designers, people who are uh, doing logo design, all that type of stuff is getting uh, replaced. So it's just taking jobs that don't really need to be jobs, actually. So we're in a different time adapting to the changes. So with adapting time comes um, things that are going to take over to kind of it's just making way for new types of jobs, right? AI still needs a controller. AI still needs somebody who's going to run it. Um, so it's not only going to be taking away jobs, it's also going to be creating new ones. So you got to think of it in that sense. So there's a lot of perspectives. People are just scared. It's a new thing. Crypto, when crypto came around and was booming, people are scared. It's a new thing. So this is just society. When new things come around, they're scared until they, well, they're like, oh, I could actually use this for my business to create a, um, a marketing ad, or I can use this to help me boost, you know, my engagement with writing tools. I can create a business plan. I can do all type of things, resume that can help me alleviate time and get me opportunities. So it's all depends what you're using yeah. it for what job you have because no i definitely agree with you 100 percent too and to get on uh, with the next subject too like i know that you know more about like uh, what's going on uh, with nordstrom so right now like there's going to be like many like there's like recently deals at nordstrom for the liquidation sales but they're more so at the lowest uh, rates uh too like that aren't like really impressive uh, for many people. So there's no like high, like, you know, discounts or anything like that too. So in that sense too, so the country uh, liquidation sale underwhelmed the uh, Canadian shoppers with many items discounted by only 5%, but some experts say that it should not come as a surprise too. So, you know, usually with a high end product and then like, so they're also like launching the sales uh, recently. This was like in March. But like it's more so on closing like the store in uh, June and all that. So um, how how did you uh, react uh, to the situation with uh, what's going on uh, with Nordstrom and you know with uh, big box stores you know closing down like that? Uh, again, this is just another adaption type thing. Like everything's online, you don't even really need a main store. Um, so they're seeing that the traffic in stores is is light and there's more of an online presence so they don't really need to have as many physical locations so it definitely makes sense as many other big tech companies and other retailers everybody's trying to save money amidst all this stuff going on inflation so this is another way to cut loss no. and profit uh, 100% too. And I feel like in some situations too, um, it has affected like many uh, businesses, but like 
I think more so on what happened uh, during the pandemic. So basically, a lot of people were doing online shopping too, but there was like situations where people would actually have to go to the stores to test out the clothing and everything else too. And like once the big box stores sort of opened up back when uh, restrictions were more loosened, you know, people had to return certain items. People had to get more new items that would fit like into like their system that would fit into their type, their body weight, everything else too, or their height. So there is like an importance for people to do go to do go to the stores and all that to kind of test out. But as you said too, with the idea of online, you know, shopping being more of a thing uh, nowadays, it is uh, understandable on why like it's more preferable the, that way with the less need to have actual like physical content uh, contact uh, with with others and also with um just understanding like the price types and understanding the variety that these uh stores uh have in that sense too like online as opposed to what you could find like at like inside a store nowadays exactly and these are still like big box retailers so they're not gonna cut their prices by like 20 percent, 30 percent. like you get the price that you get the product for that and then go sell it for more so they know the game and five percent is what they can do currently until they kind of really need to liquidate it. Maybe later will increase to 20 or 15 or something like that, but they're trying to make their funds at the same time still. Right. Cause it's cost cutting, but they still want to have profit from the products yeah. they have. Yeah. In the store. yeah, most definitely. And I do feel like they're setting more of an importance on stores that, you know, people might actually like need, you know, more so on importance. So, like with food, you know, basic clothing and everything else too. So like, I do feel like they're putting stores like Shoppers and Loblaws and like No Frills in more importance than like other stores as well that are more so for branding, like a Nordstrom or like a Saks uh, Fifth in that sense too. So I definitely see like, you know, more so the changes going on from there. I do yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, to talk. speak more. <laughs> yeah. Great talks uh, too. Uh, we still have, a few of these uh, topics uh, left, uh, but um, how do you uh, feel about like uh, gentrification uh, right now happening in Toronto and even with examples on like the whole like fare increase uh, in the TDC to only being like free 35, like a ride in that sense too? Yeah, man. Um, You can see that throughout the whole, uh, throughout the whole world, like inflation is taking um, a toll on everybody. So taxes, certain things going up, food, uh, fairs, housing, everything plays a role. And see, this is where like the political science part comes in. And I'm able to navigate through like certain these type of issues and policy type things that come into play. But um, these things play a key role, like inflation right now, um, because that's kind of taking a turn for everybody. It's, it's, um, it's like you said, the TTC fares are going up. Um, that's going to cut people's costs, that, uh, cut people's um, uh, your income that they're getting. And it, it just makes things harder for everybody. But if you are invested in the right things, if you have your funds put away in certain places, you have real estate. Um, certain things are still appreciating, but it's all about the buy time when you got in, when you bought it, um, holding knowledge about where to put your funds um, so right now is a key time to kind of educate yourself on top of 
cut you, cutting your own costs like what these big businesses are doing. So I yeah. think that is. Uh, yeah, most definitely. And I think the only thing that I can only disagree on about uh, the whole like fare increase is with the amount of situations going on in the TDC that, you know, is kind of like affecting, you know, ridership in that sense, too. And even within like the whole cost of living with uh, like, you know, even with Loblaws, with uh, Shoppers Drug Mart, with uh, certain needs, you know, with uh, healthcare products and also with food, it's, like even with the TDC, uh, I think like because like even with the situation going on with the violence going on in the TDC and everywhere else too. I feel like it is more of a reach to kind of increase uh, the fare for a bit, but I can understand the perspective, but it doesn't really change the fact that, you know, people can easily sneak into the TDC for free, like for the streetcars and like for the subway and all that. So it's just kind of like my take uh, right now, just on the idea of the whole fare increase. Yeah, but they've been increasing the fares for a year, forever. They always increase yeah. every year. Um, yeah. But... Um, these fair increases are coming with like the, the TTC is not even secure anymore. You can't even really just ride the TTC in peace. So you got to be always looking around if you're on the TTC or subway. So uh, mental health, you can see is serious right now in Toronto. So that's kind of what I feel like should be the focus because there's a lot of um, mental health crises going on that are not really getting enough attention. Most definitely, uh, we just yeah. Uh, most definitely, uh, we just have these uh last two questions uh right here. Uh, but uh, do you have any uh, regrets, or you don't have like any uh, regrets at all? Regrets don't live with regrets. I just do and live with what happens. True. And uh, do you have any uh closing uh, remarks uh you'd like to say? Closing remarks. Follow Daily Dope's media. Make sure you tap in. Um, subscribe to our YouTube. We're only building um, collaboration. We want to grow um, with other like-minded individuals who are on the same level or on the same mindset. Um, yeah, man, everybody has something they can bring to the table. So collaboration is key. So that's kind of important. Super yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, Even what you're shit. doing here, yeah. your platform is super key. Yeah. Keep dropping, yeah, putting out content. Yeah, exactly, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Shane, uh, thank you for coming by, man. Um, so for everyone uh, tapping in, it'll be released on all platforms soon. And, you know, definitely uh, tap in, enjoy that. Uh, this is Josh, also known as Yashu, episode 32 of the TOY Talks podcast with Shane Mack of Daily Dose Media, signing off.